0: welcome to the glow radio podcast i'm your host jacqueline sun i'm a lifestyle youtuber and health and wellness enthusiast this is where we will have raw and unfiltered conversations around wellness self-care astrology relationships and career join me and be empowered to become your best self mentally emotionally and physically it's time to manifest your dream life Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Glow Radio. So today I'm in a little bit of a weird mood right now. I'm a little bit upset at myself and I thought I would just share this personal experience with you guys since I was like planning to record a podcast anyway and I think it would just make me feel better if I got this off my chest. So this was really like I guess a Virgo moon moment for me so today we are going to have an episode talking about relationships i'm going to chat with you guys about 15 ways to know if your relationship is toxic to know if your partner isn't the one for you but before that i do want to share this personal experience with you to (laughs) just get this off my chest so lately i've been chatting with you guys a lot about my health issues and like because covid has been going on you know with my work I have been working at home a lot but now that things are picking up again and we have different protocols in place for COVID we are heading back to the office more and I had previously scheduled a podcast with this guest and I felt like I need to reschedule it because I am going back to the office I probably won't be working from home that day anymore but just a backstory here so this guest we had previously scheduled an episode like way last year when I was still doing the podcast with Clara. And I, I decided to reach out to her again this year because I felt like she was still aligned with what I want to talk about. And I wanted her to come back as a guest. We previously cancelled because, you know... Me and Clara were going through life, and we took a break from the podcast, so we ended up cancelling, and then this year, I reached out again, and I already rescheduled once because, like, she's in Eastern Time, and I'm in Pacific Time, and she didn't realize it was, like, she didn't realize that I gave her Pacific Time, so we already rescheduled, and then I was like, oh my god, I don't want to, like, contact her again to reschedule, just because, like, that's so unlike me, I, like, I hate, like rescheduling so much probably because of my Virgo moon you know usually when I say I'm going to do something when I schedule something I like to follow through with it so it just like irks me about myself so much when I feel that way So I reached out to her, and then she very politely replied. She was like, you know, no offense, but, you know, we've rescheduled this episode so many times, like, since last year. So at this point, she just wants to pass on this opportunity, and she still wished me the best and was really grateful to be asked to be a guest. And I know it's, like, just not meant to be at this time, but I don't know. That just, like, it makes me feel bad, you know? and makes me feel upset at myself or because I knew that I didn't want to reschedule again because it was just so many times already so I just wanted to share that moment with you guys because I know it's just like me being hard on myself because it's just truly not meant to be at this time and I need to like trust the universe has my back and let it go you know it's it's totally fine that she's not a guest on the podcast like I'm totally okay with that I've moved in a different direction so maybe this is like the universe telling me that you know that I'm heading in a different route so I just wanted to share that with you guys because I do feel really bad about it you know even though she was very polite and respectful and declining I just I don't know I just felt bad about rescheduling so many times and then ultimately I I feel bad for her poor experience with scheduling with the podcast so that's like a very raw moment I had and yeah if you guys have any experience with this stuff please like dm me on instagram comment or something let me know how you usually deal with these things because I'm still learning to let go and just trust the universe so I know it's gonna be a process anyway let's get into the podcast today We're going to be talking about relationships. So this is going to be a very juicy, juicy episode. I want to go over 15 ways to know if your relationship is toxic. And I'm not a relationship expert. But I mentioned to you guys before that I previously was in a 13-year relationship that was very toxic and I didn't realize how toxic it was until I got out of it. So hopefully by me sharing my experience, this can help any of you guys who are dealing with a toxic relationship or if you're struggling with deciding whether you want to leave a relationship or not, hopefully this can just give you some insight. And growing up, I don't feel like I had a lot of I guess, teaching from my parents about relationships. They were only doing their best, you know, I'm not blaming my parents for anything, but I am Asian, my mom is also very Asian, and I talked about this a little bit in the previous episode, how basically she just told me that I wasn't allowed to date until second year university because apparently that's like a good time to date, and she didn't really explain why or she didn't teach me, you know, how to have a healthy relationship so if you guys you know grew up in that type of family hopefully this will also give you some perspective because I feel like I learned all of this you know I don't want to say late but you know a bit later in life and I'm hoping that by me passing this knowledge that I have to you guys it can help you maybe at a younger age than I am now and you guys know I love talking about relationships. I have a Venus in Pisces, so the way I love is very Pisces, very I'm like very accommodating. Sometimes I sacrifice too much and my Venus is also in my 7th house. So your 7th house is your descendant sign and that is the house of relationships. So my Venus is in there. Relationships are very important to me. So let's let's jump into it. I'm going to go over 15 ways to know if your partner is toxic or if this relationship is just not working out for you. So number one, I would say that if you feel better when you are alone or when you're not with your partner, then this could be a sign that it's not working out. So I know that in a relationship, it's good for you both to have your own lives, to still be independent and to have space from each other sometimes, but if you're like constantly feeling way better when you're alone, and you don't even miss them at all, you would rather be with your friends, or you would just rather not spend time with them, then that's kind of a red flag, you know, you should be thinking about why you don't want to spend time with your partner, because if this person is going to be your life partner, I would say that you should want to spend most of your time with them, a lot of your time with them, because they should be helping you be a better person. You know, They should help you feel empowered and encouraged. So if you feel better when you're alone a lot of the time, then I would reflect. Number two, if you don't feel supported or empowered and you don't feel safe, So this was a constant like just battle in my 13 year toxic relationship. I don't know what it was. I just felt like I wasn't supported and I wasn't empowered in the way that I wanted to be. This could have been, you know, my own issue. It could have just been he was unintentionally triggering me in certain ways. But it just wasn't working out. I didn't feel supported. You know, I I have a very entrepreneurial spirit. I've talked to you guys about that. And back when I was still in that relationship, I was doing a lot of, you know, new projects. I was experimenting. I was trying new things. I was just doing these different entrepreneurial ventures. And being an entrepreneur, you know, there are a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of failures. You have to fail in order to learn. And for me, like I definitely started and restarted multiple projects, and every time I did that, I felt like he wasn't supportive of it. You know, he didn't encourage me to keep going. He would say things like, you know, I've started so many times and I don't have that many second chances in life anymore. You know, people around me are going to see me fail. And how many times am I going to do this? So maybe it came out the wrong way. Maybe I took it the wrong way. But through words like that, they really just impacted me also being a water sign a Pisces, you know, I can be sensitive at times, I would say my Virgo moon and Virgo rising kind of are a little bit less emotional and kind of block me sometimes from that sensitivity. But if I am in a relationship, the closest person to me, if they're saying these things, it really does impact me. So, if you don't feel supported or encouraged, you know, your partner should be your number one cheerleader in life. It's okay to fail, it's okay to make mistakes, and your partner should create that safe place for you. Number three, if being with your partner constantly makes you feel drained, angry, frustrated, and hurt, then that could be a sign that it's really not working out. So I remember seeing or reading and hearing on, I think it's called the Gottman Institute, which is like they do therapy for relationships and just talk a lot about the psychology and things like that. So on the Gottman Institute, they say that you should have five positive experiences to every negative experience. Obviously, the more positive, the better. So if you have like 10 to 1, 20 to 1, 100 to 1, like that's ultimately the best. But they found that the lowest, you know, ratio in order for a relationship to be happy is 5 to 1. So for me, looking back at my previous relationship, I at the towards the end of it, I was very very unhappy. I was crying almost like almost every single day and we would be arguing all the time and for me growing up, I thought that was just normal because I grew up in a family where there was constant arguing when I was younger. You know, my parents fought a lot when I was little and I know they probably had their own issues too. They were only doing their best. But now I know that a healthy relationship shouldn't look like that. And there is another way. Like you can have a healthy relationship without screaming and yelling at each other without it being like world war three all the time, even though like, I think that is very common growing up in maybe like an Asian household even if you're not in an Asian household that could happen so but now being in my healthy relationship you know I barely are I like I haven't argued once with my current boyfriend and I'm not saying that we won't have misunderstandings later on but I feel like if we do have a misunderstanding we can talk through it and ultimately our goal is to be stronger together so If you are fighting all the time, if the same issues are reoccurring and you're just constantly unhappy, then I would say that is a big red flag. Moving on, number four, you don't feel like sharing your wins with your partner or you feel like they aren't going to be as excited for you. So yeah, back when I think about my 13-year toxic relationship. I was very excited about a lot of things when things were kind of kicking up for my entrepreneurial projects and I was very very excited for it but when I shared it with him I felt like he wasn't always as excited as I was or sometimes he would be critical of certain things and it kind of made me afraid to even share like any progress with him because I was afraid of his criticism and Like, of course, there are times when critical feedback is important, but I think this kind of relates to, like, the five positive to the one negative. Like, there should be a lot of positive reinforcement and feedback from your partner and, like, more than negative reinforcement and negative feedback. So if you are constantly, like, trying to hide your progress from your partner or you just don't feel like sharing with them about... What you're doing in life, like the the wins that you're having, then I would say that's also something you want to check on. Number five, this one is a huge one. If you feel like your needs aren't met and you're constantly asking for like affection, attention, like I felt like I I wasn't having my love languages met in my previous relationship. So my love languages, my top two are quality time and physical touch. And I think it's okay for you to have different love languages in a relationship. But I would say that it's it's a lot easier if you have similar similar love languages. For me personally, just from my experience, it's like, it was a deal breaker for me if I found out that your love languages were different than mine. And this is just very personal. I I'm not saying that this has to be a deal breaker for you. I think it's because I went through such an extreme experience with my ex that I I just wanted to have someone like on the same level as me, like understanding my perspective and understanding my love languages. So that was like something that I constantly asked whenever I went on dates. Like I was just very curious to know what his love language was. And my current boyfriend that I am dating, my dream man, does have the same love languages as me, and I'm very, very grateful for it. But if you don't have the same love languages, I would say it's just a matter of communication. And as long as your partner knows what your language is and is willing to give that to you, then you can also have a healthy relationship. I've seen so many posts on Instagram saying like, you just because you're asking for affection or whatever, it doesn't make you like a needy person, a bad person, because eventually you will find someone who is willing to give that to you. And it's not that you were asking for the wrong things, you just were asking the wrong person. And I really feel like that's how I felt, because I just felt like I wasn't being met like with quality time, I think my idea of quality time and his idea of quality quality time were very different. Like I enjoy eating together, spending time together, and like really acknowledging each other's presence and being focused on each other, not being distracted. And one issue for me in my previous relationship was that every time we spend time together, not I shouldn't say every time, but a lot of the time when we... We're eating together, for dinner or lunch, he was constantly, like, playing games on his phone and just not paying attention to me. And I felt like that just really frustrated me. I expressed that I wanted to talk, you know, I wanted to have a conversation, but I felt like he just didn't see the importance of it to me. So that was a big issue. And nowadays, like, when I'm with my current boyfriend, We spend a lot of quality time together and even though we're not always talking all the time, I feel like we acknowledge each other's presence. He really acknowledges my presence and he focuses on me when I need the attention. So if you feel like you're asking for so much affection, don't feel bad about it. You know, you are allowed to have affection. You are allowed to receive attention. And you might just be asking the wrong person. You know, you there will be someone out there who is willing to give you all the affection and all the attention that you need. And before I thought that I was like a very clingy, needy person, you know, he made me kind of feel bad about asking for affection. But now that I'm with my current boyfriend, I feel like he gives me enough attention, affection. And when we are apart, when we're doing our own thing, I feel secure, you know, I don't feel like, oh my god, like I need more attention, like I want to be with him, like being very needy and clingy, like I feel like he fills my love tank, we're able to do our own things, and then when we come together, we give each other the affection that we need. So that's that's a huge one for me. Number six. The stress or negativity of your relationship is affecting other areas of your life. For example, your career. So in my previous relationship, we were arguing so much. It was very stressful and overwhelming for me. I would feel like anxious all the time, just very, very frustrated and upset. And it was difficult for me to focus on my job, on my career, because I was like crying literally the night before, or crying in the morning as I'm going to work, you know. It was it was consuming my mind and it's very difficult for me to excel in my career and I talked about in my previous episodes how I manifested my dream job, my current dream man, and I really feel like I manifested my dream job because I let go of my toxic relationship because if I was hanging on to that, I wouldn't be able to excel in my. Rela- I mean, it, I wouldn't be able to excel in my career. Because that toxic relationship was just holding me back. Even if I was at my dream job, I probably wouldn't have been able to be successful because the stress of my toxic relationship was consuming my mind so much. So if you're not gaining success in certain areas, then it could be a sign that your relationship is like really affecting you. I would say this could be a possibility in health and fitness too. Like if you're trying to get to certain fitness goals certain health goals and you're just like constantly being held back by your partner like if you feel like your partner isn't supporting you or they're just adding more stress to you then that could be a sign that it's not working out number seven this is also another huge one and i have some very personal examples to share with you (laughs) number seven is that you can't envision your future with them and you just don't feel like they're the one So with my ex we were engaged and I remember this moment I had this friend of mine we were just talking one time and she was asking me so how did you know that he was the one and I remember my response like so honestly I said I don't really feel like he's the one you know and by me saying that like when I look back now like that's like A huge sign that something is wrong like I just couldn't feel like he was the one because we were arguing so much I was frustrated like I just didn't feel good and by me saying that after we were engaged already I'm like wow that is a a big red flag I don't know how I didn't see it sooner so I just didn't ever feel like he was the one and plans and stuff just constantly got pushed back So our wedding plans kept getting pushed back, you know, by certain like family circumstances and then issues coming up. So I think that was like the universe showing me a sign that, you know, maybe change your mind about this because things just keep getting pushed back. And I think um, I can actually relate that to the whole podcast incident I had this morning, like. I guess things just kept getting pushed back and things kept kept coming up. So maybe it just really wasn't meant to be and I need to come to terms with that. I'm, I'm glad I'm talking to you guys about that because I'm just having this sudden realization now. I'm relating it to my experience with the wedding planning, but maybe it's just not meant to be and there's no hard feelings. I just need to let it go. Another thing was that me and my ex lived together and... But for some reason, whenever I got, like, packages shipped to our place, I just kept getting them shipped to my parents' place because for some reason I didn't feel safe, you know? Like, even though I lived with him, I I just had a feeling that we weren't going to be together forever. So I kept getting my packages shipped to my parents' place. So that was, like, a very... That's a very personal example, and I think that was me kind of ignoring my intuition because even though i did that i didn't end up leaving the relationship sooner until i kind of finally was able to let go but that's also an example right there moving on number eight i talked about this already a little bit but you feel like they're holding you back so for me i'm like a very ambitious person i have a pretty high drive in life and Uh, There's certain goals that I want to achieve. I'm very entrepreneurial, as I mentioned. And in my career, like there were certain goals that I wanted to achieve. And I felt like being with him was holding me back. Like I couldn't move forth and achieve my goals. One example I have here is that before um, a few years ago, we were deciding whether or not to move to Hong Kong because his family lives there. And during this time, I was very lost in my career. I talked about this in the episode where I shared how to manifest or how I manifested my dream career. I think that was episode 66. I talked about this a little bit. So we were deciding whether or not to move to Hong Kong and he was very like indecisive about it. And I felt like it was really holding me back from starting anything, like starting an entrepreneurial project or starting a career because I was like, what if I have to pick up everything and move to Hong Kong, like, what am I gonna do, you know? And, of course, that's also on me, too. I'm not blaming him for all of that, but because, as a Pisces, like, I was so accommodating. I was, like, basically morphing into him, you know? Like, I think a tendency for Pisces is to become codependent if, like, you're not thinking about it or you're not healthy, and I definitely could see that in myself. I was very codependent on him, and... I just didn't feel like I could start whatever I wanted because of this decision to move to Hong Kong. And now, you know, looking back, I feel like I could have still started what I wanted and I should have still done the things that I wanted to do because ultimately my life is up to me and I need to be happy, but also the relationship was unhealthy and it was just a lot of things going on, a lot of chaos. But now, being in my current relationship with my dream man, he's so supportive of everything. He is very encouraging. And by me seeing his independence, like him having his own life, it actually encourages me to be independent as well and go after my goals and chase my dreams. So, if you feel like your partner is holding you back, then that could be a sign that it's not working out. Number nine you don't trust each other. So this is not just about cheating on each other. (coughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. (laughs) Wrong conversation. Okay, so it's not just about cheating because I felt like I couldn't even trust my partner. I couldn't count on them for small tasks because I felt like he constantly forgot things and just wasn't listening to me when I was speaking. So... I couldn't count on him to do certain things like even if they were small like tasks or chores like oh I need you to drop off this at somewhere like I would I would feel insecure about asking him but like if I couldn't do it that day I would just like constantly pester him and be like remember to do this because I felt like I wasn't taken care of and I felt like he constantly forgot and this became like a two-way thing I can't just blame him for it because when I saw him doing that to me so much it felt like he felt like the things weren't important to me. And I began to see like whatever he asked me to do is not important to, as well. So it was like a very like a mirroring effect. And I just we both weren't very healthy in that way. So if you don't trust each other to do things that's a sign of course if you don't trust each other in the way like for cheating like if you don't trust him when he's going out with his friends and you think that he's gonna like cheat on you or do something unfaithful that's also a big sign but I know there's there's two sides of it here like it could be a reflection of maybe your own insecurities if he's triggering something in you so there could be some healing there but if this is like a constant thing and he's not making you feel safe and taken care of, then there's something to reflect on there. Number 10. This is one that I, I realized recently, actually. It's that you want to hurt them for hurting you or you want to attack them for attacking you. So whenever we were arguing, like I was just so frustrated, I would have this feeling like I want to attack them. Like, I want to say something to hurt them because I felt so hurt by his words and just like his actions. So you might have heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people. And I think because I was so hurt in that relationship, I didn't care about hurting him. You know, like, I just wanted to defend myself by attacking him. And that's not healthy. You know, I have a lot of healing to do from that still. And... Yeah, that's just not a good thing. I've talked to you guys about my healing process. I might do another podcast episode on how I'm healing from this long-term toxic relationship because I feel like that's a whole journey as well. So if you guys are interested in that, let me know like on Instagram, DM me because I think I will probably plan something regarding that soon. Number 11, you feel like you're putting in more than you're getting back. So you feel like you're giving more than you're receiving. Like you feel like it's imbalanced. So in my previous relationship, I think that we both actually felt this way. Probably because we weren't meeting each other's needs. Like he felt like he was doing things for me that I didn't appreciate. But I also felt like I was giving him things and I wasn't receiving much in return. So if there's an imbalance there, there's going to be built up resentment. Like even little things for us, it was like, silly things like I felt like he didn't help me with the house chores enough and I asked him so many times to kind of balance out the duties but I just constantly felt like I was doing more of the work and our communication just wasn't working out there I know that that could be like an issue for a lot of couples who live together or even like with your roommates I feel like like house chores can be a big thing so that's one example of how I felt like I was giving more than I was getting back. Number 12, communication is difficult and it feels like you're pulling teeth. They bring out the worst in you. And for me, I felt like I had to raise my voice in order to be heard because he just wasn't understanding me, wasn't listening to what I had to say. So communication is a very difficult thing. It is challenging in like all relationships, but I've realized that it doesn't have to feel like you're pulling out your hair or it doesn't have to feel like the hardest thing in the world. It's tough, but there should be a resolution and you should feel like you're making progress. But in my previous relationship, it just felt like every conversation we had wasn't really making any progress. And yeah, there were those certain times when I felt like, oh, we're making like a little bit of progress. And it was like we we're trying so hard. But being in the place that I am now. And looking back, I'm like, that was still very, very hard and harder than it should have been. Because now in my current relationship, like communication is very smooth. Like, of course, there's still challenges. Like sometimes like for me, like being vulnerable can be hard, but I do enjoy being vulnerable. So that's the challenging part of communication. But in the past, it was more like we were just screaming at each other. We were not understanding and there wasn't a lot of solutions. So just know that when things are healthy, when things are working out, it shouldn't feel that hard. You know, it should be pretty smooth. I know this is kind of like a difficult thing to explain because yes, there are going to be challenges in life. It's never going to be perfect, but it just shouldn't feel like you're killing yourself. Number 13, you feel like you're better than them or you feel like there's like a condescending kind of energy mindset. For me, like, this was very subconscious. I think I didn't really realize it until, like, after the relationship, but I just constantly felt like I was smarter than him, I was better than him, and that's not a good mindset to have, you know? Like, you don't want to have that in a friendship or a relationship because it builds up resentment, you could feel like they're holding you back, and I just constantly felt like I was the better one in the relationship, and... Of course, like if I said that to him, he would probably be very angry about it. And, um, you know, it's just not good to have that kind of mindset because being in the relationship that I am now, like I constantly feel like he's making me better and I want to be a better person for him. And I feel like we're both, you know, we're both bringing each other up and that's how it should feel. I shouldn't feel like you're dragging your partner, like you're trying to run, but they're like holding you back. Number 14, your friends and family don't think highly of them or they don't love your partner. So if you have some very honest friends and they tell you their opinion, you might not even receive it at that point because, you know, it's hard to tell your friend or like your family member like, hey, I don't think your partner is good for you because that's like a very difficult conversation to have. But for me, it's like, My friends were very, very understanding. Like, they're very supportive of me. I'm thankful for that. And they never really said, like, oh, my God, you shouldn't be with him. Or, like, he's, like, horrible. Like, why are you with him? Because I think even if they said that to me, I probably wouldn't have been able to receive it at that point. And, but the thing is, I knew, like, I could just feel their energy, like, that they didn't really think highly of him. And my parents, like, my mom is like very supportive and then she's like as long as you're happy like I'm happy but I knew like my dad and especially my dad like didn't really love him and didn't think he was the best for me but you know my dad never really said anything because he's supportive which I'm grateful for but I just knew like it's just kind of like an energy thing maybe because I'm a Pisces I'm very intuitive like I could just feel that that he wasn't like It wasn't, um, what, how do I say it? Like my friends didn't think he was amazing. So sometimes, you know, if more than one person is saying something, maybe you do need to reflect. It's really hard to hear someone say that, hey, like, I don't think your partner is that great. Or like, I don't think he's the one for you. But if more than like a few people are saying that, like if these people are people that you trust and that are healthy people, then you might want to think about that last one here this is kind of moving in a little bit of a different direction but if you get like extreme butterflies or a deep like deep deep connection with this person then it could be a bad sign too because that could be a trauma bond so i didn't experience this with my ex but after my ex when i was dating i met this boy he was a cancer and he was very emotional but and i felt this like immense like Intense, deep bond to him, and now I realized it was a trauma bond. So a trauma bond, it could be like you both went through the same kind of struggles and traumas in your life, and you're mirroring each other. So he was mirroring me, and like I could see myself in him. And having that deep bond was very, very unhealthy. That's why when you know you might meet someone and you're like, oh my god, I fell in love right away. Like I just felt this crazy deep connection with them like now I know that that's actually not very healthy because when I met my current boyfriend my dream man I didn't feel that way actually like I didn't feel this deep like oh my god I'm in love with you like it was positive like I felt very calm and relaxed around him and it's never really gotten that intense like where I feel this like pit in my stomach Because yeah, like I I think a lot of you guys might have experienced that before where you meet this person and you just like fall in love with them, but you kind of something happens in the relationship and it ends very abruptly. So for me, it's like, yeah, it happened all very quickly. We fell like very like deeply for each other, but then something came up and it blindsided me. It's, uh, it was actually maybe, um, hmm. Let me see if this is appropriate to share well okay I'm not sharing any names here but maybe I should share with you guys what happened and why I was so heartbroken I've actually never said this in public on my podcast or on YouTube so this is a very vulnerable position for me I'm not mentioning any names so I don't want you to go and attack this guy so basically we fell for each other like I wasn't planning on getting into a serious relationship anytime soon because I met this guy I think like two weeks after my breakup and even though I was like completely over my breakup in like a day because I was already over it before it was over I wasn't really ready to get into another relationship but for some reason this guy just kept pursuing me and I eventually fell for him you know I eventually started feeling that very very deep connection and I went away on a trip with my girlfriend and we were still like talking every day calling each other every day facetiming and it was all like rainbows and butterflies but then afterwards when I came back he actually told me that he met up with his ex and he wasn't over her yet and they kind of like reconnected and he was considering getting back with her but the thing is like the twist here is that she was actually in an open relationship and she wanted to be in an open relationship with him so No hate here if you're like down for open relationships, but that's just not my cup of tea. Like I'm just not someone who wants to be in an open relationship. And I could tell that, well, he even said that it's not really what he's into as well. But he was considering going back to that relationship just because he still had strong feelings for her. And I was kind of like, what? Like I was like, shook. I was like, are you serious? Like you want to be with someone who's in an open relationship and like they're not meeting your needs and whatever there were obviously a lot of reasons why it wasn't working out and I was like everything is going so well for us why like why are you giving up on me and like going back to that but now I know everything happens for a reason I'm not bitter about it like I honestly wish him the best I I don't have any anger towards him I actually still am recovering for anger over my toxic ex I feel like that's gonna take some time because it was 13 years but for this cancer boy no hard feelings and I and I know that I had to go through that to kind of see myself and to see the capacity that I had for like love and care because I think that if I didn't meet him I would be very different in my current relationship with my boyfriend like I don't think I would be as vulnerable or as open I would probably be a little bit more closed off and that's like a a recent realization that I had so that was a relationship where I felt extreme butterflies, deep connection, and I thought that everything was going well and like very abruptly we just like fell off the cliff. And looking back now, I could see like a bunch of signs that it wasn't going to work out. Some things I'll share with you guys is I feel it like because we were so alike. We were both very very emotional people. We kind of went through like similar traumas in life. I think that if I was going through a downtime, like if I was like really upset or depressed or sad, I don't think that he would have been able to pull me up because he was so similar to me. And I probably would have just like stayed in the deep, dark hole myself. And I think like both of our kind of negative sides were the same or very similar. And our temptations were the same, like to fall into just darkness, so I really think that it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked out, and I only realize that now, looking back on it, but being with my current boyfriend, you know we're alike, but we're also we're also different, and I feel like because of that, he can help me when I'm down, and like I can also help him when he's down, and that's very important, so if you feel this trauma bond with someone, just be careful, you know that's all I'm gonna say. The universe might be teaching you a lesson, and you might need to go through it, and it might take you time to recover, but I know that I went through, that was like the worst heartbreak of my life, and I only saw this guy for like one to two months, so that's, that's crazy, like I, I don't know how it was, like it affected me so much. So those are my 15 ways to realize if your partner is toxic or if this relationship is not going to work out. I hope this was helpful for you. I feel like I was pretty vulnerable in this episode and I'm just in a very, I don't know, vulnerable mood today. So (laughs) if you guys have kind words to say, please DM me, comment on my Instagram, leave a review on iTunes. It would mean so much to me and I do have my days where I'm a bit vulnerable, a bit sensitive. So I just wanted to share that with you guys and be raw and unfiltered with y'all. Thank you so much and I will chat with you guys in the next episode. Love you all. Bye.